Welcome to the Embrace It series, where women with all types of disabilities can be real, resourceful, and stylish. With each episode, you'll walk or roll away with everyday tips, life hacks, and success stories from community leaders and influencers. So take off your leg braces and stay a while with Lainey and Estella. Hi, I'm Lainey, and I have CMT. And I'm Estella, and I also have CMT, a neuromuscular disorder affecting approximately 2.6 million people worldwide. That's as many as MS. We believe disabilities should never get in the way of looking or feeling good. Both of us wear leg braces and have learned through our own personal journeys to embrace it. Brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Each episode is designed to challenge your own stigmas and beliefs around disability. We want our listeners to get the most value for their time spent with us. So we interview some of the most empowering disability badasses in the world. Through storytelling, personal experiences, and tips, we're all reminded of our own strengths and endless potential. For more information and exclusive resources, check out our websites at trend-able.com and hnf cure.org. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button for future episodes and special promos. Hi, everyone. We want to welcome you to another episode of Embrace It. Hi, Estella. Hey, Lainey. So we are here today without a guest because, you know, it's been a while since we've kind of just hung out and chatted ourselves and, um, there's so much that we want to share um, with you guys and talk about. And um, so today's episode is really, I've, I'm actually really excited about it. Um, it's something that uh, I both struggle with, but also believe really strongly in. Um, and that's really like looking at disability through a different lens. Uh, you know, a lot of times, myself included, we focus on the things that have been taken away, all of the losses we've had in our lives, um, whether, you know, your disability came on suddenly or you've had it your whole life. Disability in and of itself is a loss. And there are a lot of things that are challenging and definitely can suck <laughs> at times, depending on the day. Um, and it's definitely hard when you see people saying, you know, super positive, just be positive or just, you know, get through it or, you know, look at the bright side. At least you don't have blah, blah, blah. Um, we know what that's called. It's, you know, toxic positivity is the term that's used to describe that. And it, it can feel like you're not um, validated when you hear messages like that. So we want to be sensitive to that in today's episode. And we do want you to know that both Estella and I get it. We know yep. it is not mm-hmm. easy. And you wake up and make a choice every day to deal with your disability, to get out of bed, to get dressed. And it, for many of us, it's a lot of work to do that. Um, so yeah, Estella, I just went on and on. <laughs> now you just yeah, bring us back. Happens. Bring us back. <laughs> that's what happens when you get excited. That's okay, lady. Um, yeah, I, I, love, I love this topic because like Lainey said, so often disability is looked at as, you know, from the perspective of what it takes away from us and our lives and our experiences. But we wanted to kind of bring this message as a reminder of the bonuses that it brings into our lives. And we hear a lot, oh, you, you know, people with disabilities have superpowers. And sometimes that can come off a little bit. What's the word? Um, Condescending. Condescending. I knew you'd be able to help out. (laughs) So 
we, we don't want this to be condescending, but we do truly believe that having a disability has given us um, gifts in our lives. So Lainey and I wanted to run through this list of 10 gifts, disabilities for you that we put together that we really hope um, helps you see disability through a different lens for those who have disabilities and do not. So number one on our list, I think this is one of the top, top, top gifts of disability. And it is a skill that every successful, truly successful and good human being has. And that is empathy. And empathy is really how we can deeply feel our capacity for deeply feeling for others when they're experiencing similar emotions and that we respond in an authentic way that makes the other person feel as if they're understood, their feelings are valid, and that we can relate. And I feel empathy and disability go hand in hand, right? As someone with a disability myself, I can relate to many of the, although different experiences, the similar emotions that having a disability can have. And even if not, you know, the feelings of loss and disappointment and determination and being the other. Lainey and I talk about this a lot in our in our workshops that, you know, one of the ways we can all tap into empathy is just thinking about a time in our lives when we felt other. And unfortunately, disability is still one of those experiences that oftentimes we feel like the only person in the room, the other person left out. Um, so, yeah, did you want to share some of your insights? No, I, I mean, I, I think empathy is perfect as our number one gift of, you know, disability, because, you know, having empathy, the ability to empathize with others, which many of us with disabilities have, have, um, and we want from people we interact with, um, you know, it's a learned skill, you know, some people aren't naturally empathetic. So, you know, tapping into your feelings of other, as Estella said, um, which if you have disabilities, you definitely at times have felt other, that can help you be more empathetic to other people in your lives, um, whether they have disabilities or not. So I love that. And number two on our disability gifts, um, this really wasn't in any sort of order, I should say. So all mm. of these are awesome gifts, but uh, kindness. Um, there is a level of faith in humanity that's required to navigate the world in general as a person with a disability. And more often than not, we, uh, we find ourselves relying on strangers for assistance, you know, whether it's um, someone opening a door or helping you to open a jar or, you know, in the exercise classes I take, I have to ask strangers all the time to, you know, remove Pilates straps or do things like that. And, you know, we um, as people with disabilities get to see true, beautiful uh, kindness of humans Um in, on a daily basis. And I think that's a pretty cool gift of having a disability. Yeah, I totally agree on that. And especially the relying on, on a perfect strangers, whether it's getting through the airport or getting to New York city on the train, things of that nature. You know, of course there are people who are completely oblivious to the fact that somebody might need help. But on the other side of that, there are so many people who will, you know, maybe see me struggling to pick up my luggage and, things of that nature that will just come out and say, can I help you with that? And that's where that exposure to human kindness um, really shines and that we get like that front row seat so many times as somebody with a disability. And we're more often to offer kindness to others, I feel, because we have been in that place 
more times than not where we've had to depend on the kindness of someone else. And part of us, if we're really, you know, tapped into our, our own self-awareness, we want to pay that forward to strangers whenever we can. So it kind of feeds that loop, the paying it forward level of kindness that we all, I think we should strive for, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So number three on our list is patience. Oh my goodness. This is such a huge one. This is a gift that I might have got shorted on, by the way. I feel like, um, you know, I'm open to gift cards for on patience. Uh, this is not my strong suit. I'm a work in progress. I feel like you're pretty, you know, this is like your jam, Estella. You yeah. really are, a, um, you know, whether it's because you have a disability or it's just who you are, you definitely are a very patient person. Well, thank you. I don't feel like that all the time, but I definitely appreciate that and like you said, we are all a work in progress and these are areas of our lives. I think we can all kind of look at and see how we can improve upon. But I think when we're talking about patients and disabilities, it's really, I know for myself, patients with ourselves first and foremost, right? I think mm-hmm. that's the most important place to start, whether it's putting on a pair of shoes and requiring that extra time to get ready or walk or go somewhere. Patience is really built into our our nervous system and a lot of times our disability requires patience of others and so again it's like that the spoon theory that we we talk about we're going to get into as well as you know how do we really take inventory of our energy and how do we have patience with ourselves when we don't have that energy to do something even though we want to how do we move gracefully and and, and try and evoke that in others, right? Try and communicate in a way that people are more likely to be patient with us too. Because I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, when you're not naturally patient and you don't have that like Zen life where you feel like you're always on the go, like so many of us are as, as moms, parents, as, you know, people with disabilities, as people who work, you know, there seems like, you know, it's go, 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 go. And sometimes your body doesn't allow you to go, 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 or go faster than your head wants it to go. So, mm. um, yeah, you can, it can be aggravating. Um, but I think like here with patients is where, you know, as we talk about in the workshops, we do creating personal mantras, things that help you to slow down when you need your body to catch up with your brain or your brain yep. to catch up with your body or, you know, whatever. Um, but having tools at your disposal to let you do that. Um, I think it's helpful. All right. So the next, uh, gift of disability is community. And, um, this is a really wonderful one because if you're listening, which obviously you'd have to be, to be hearing me say this, um, (laughs) you know, you have us and I met Estella through having a disability. I would never have been, you know, this wouldn't have been a club that I would have picked, you know, as a kid, I guess I wouldn't have been like, Oh, I want to be part of the disability community. But there are so many wonderful um, and like validating uh, parts of being a part of a group, a minority of people, um, the largest minority in the world, right? That you can bond with. You know, you have shared experiences, even though all of our disabilities may be different and our conditions and, and what we deal with physically are different in general, as an overall thing, you know, you have a shared experience, people who know what it's like to, um, to, you know, 
have to find workarounds, to mm-hmm. have to, you know, live with pain for some people, people who, who you know, like you uh, might have a condition that's progressive and the unknowns of that can be scary. And having people that get it and that can lift you up is so incredible. Yep. Amen to that. And I think this is where empathy becomes that glue that puts, that keeps our community together and so strongly bonded because we do get it, right? That's where empathy, I can empathize with Lainey when she tells me she's had a long day or she took a fall or whatever that may be, I get it. And so that's really the glue that keeps our community together. And we feel like that's such a healthy way to embrace disabilities by, like Dr. Fichi said, uh, really appreciating the size, the sheer size of this demographic and that we are all part of something so much bigger and powerful. So, yeah. Um, All right. Going on to the next one, humility. This one, again, such a, such a deep, I think, um, reference point for connection as well. I think, you know, humility can be something looked at as negatively. Oh my goodness. I fell in front of all these people and I was humiliated, but also it is a deterrent to judge others. When we felt shame, um, for, you know, having our disabilities at some point in our lives, when we felt embarrassed, when we relied on when we relied on the on the kindness of someone else, that requires humility. And so I feel like we are more sensitive to when others are being judged for being other, when others are being embarrassed. And for me, I was the last person to be a bully growing up as a kid because I had that humility. I knew what it felt like to make fun of somebody because they look different or they walk different. So I feel like Humility is, is, is a, can be also a beautiful gift to help us really see others for who they are and not judge them. Yeah. And, but, I, you know, I also want to say, like, as someone who, um, you know, um, hid my disabilities for so long and, you know, although I wasn't a bully, I wasn't always nice um, and empathetic to others um, because I knew I carried around um, challenges that I wasn't sharing with anyone. So the need to you know, show people this perfect self um, and not be real. Um, you know, a defense mechanism for a lot of people is to be aggressive back or not to be kind. And, um, you know, because we're so afraid of being embarrassed, of being humiliated, of feeling shame. But when the real gift of, you know, humility as it relates to disabilities is really the ability to just let yourself like show who you are to the world and to be okay with that. And we, I've found the greatest gift that comes from that is that people then relate to you and um, whether they have disabilities or not, they like you more when you are real and when you are like admittedly embarrassed, you know, yeah, I felt like that, (laughs) you know, you can be really angry and be like, I can't believe I have the CMT or, you know, owning your own shame is huge, is huge. And owning the fact that, you know, all of us have felt embarrassed, feel embarrassed, you know, we think that people are always looking and judging, but as we all know, most people are just worried about themselves. They Mm -hmm. aren't usually um, staring at you as you think they are. And their version of what they think is, is based on their own experiences. So 
I think that is a big gift um, of just having a disability is, you know, is humility when you aren't trying to be perfect. So that's the important mm-hmm. caveat there. So humility only comes when you're vulnerable, you know, and yeah. you're yourself. All right. Well, moving on to the next one, one of my favorites, I think Lainey and I do this a lot, especially on our weekly phone calls and just when we're <laughs> hanging out, it's humor. We love to laugh. Laughing is, is such good medicine for the soul. It just really, for me, humor can really get me out of my funk. You know, even if I'm arguing with someone and my kids, you know, or if I'm annoyed with my kids and they'll crack a joke or smile, like it's just the best icebreaker. And we see this all the time during our workshops about how humor can be such an, a, a wonderful icebreaker for disability, right? When we have these these funny conversations, we feel connected to someone else. We don't feel less than. And, um, you know, I know myself, it, 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 disability has taught me not to take myself too seriously, especially with a sister growing up. We were always, you know, like making fun of each other and joking. And just we found disability many times to be funny, right? It wasn't, yes, it was hard and it was difficult, but also her and I would just crack up laughing at ourselves or like if we look silly, doing something. So I think that's the beauty in community is having people that you feel comfortable laughing about disability, you know, about, I think Lane and I, we, we do that as well. And if this is not a skill that you have, it's one that you can develop, you know, learning to laugh, um, in not a self depreciating way. We want to say like, it's not about like cutting yourself down. Oh, I'm such a, whatever, you know, I should say humor is really the connection that can be used as a tool to just can connect with people in general. And using humor is really what lets both parties let their guards down and mm-hmm. like see each other as human first, which is just what we want, right? We, yes. we don't want people to just focus on our, our issues and our challenges. We want them to see us as people and everybody has issues and challenges. And so using humor can be that connective um, force between you. And, you know, it lifts you up when you're in a bad mood, like, you know, so all of that. Yep. And also I think humor is a form of, it's a sign of confidence, right? If I can laugh or crack a joke about myself, I think that's, you know, I think that's an attractive quality in anyone is for them to be able to laugh at themselves. And, and, you know, it shows that humility, it shows that uh, confidence and, and wit. So I, I, it's, it's definitely a favorite of mine. Next gift after humor is creativity. And unlike patience, which is definitely not my thing, (laughs) I would say creativity is definitely one of the gifts that, um, you know, having a disability has brought out even more of, you know, I love to be creative and I love, um, finding workarounds for things plug obviously for the website trend dash able.com, which is all about finding hacks for living with disabilities. But we know that, um, people with disabilities are the original life hackers. Like, you know, those tennis balls that people put on their walkers when, because they don't work well, you know, the, the original, the first speech to speech texting, which turned into Siri was, was invented by someone with disabilities. The first wheelchair was inspired by, um, a disabled person who made up the first bike. So all of us have to be creative and, you know, you don't have to invent something big, just, it's all about just thinking outside of the norm 
when the society isn't set up for you, which it is not, you, until society figures out ways to, you know, make it inclusive for everyone, which, you know, hopefully will, is, we're making movements in that direction, but probably not in my lifetime, right? That the world will be completely accessible and inclusive. Um, We have to make it accessible and inclusive for ourselves. And that involves thinking out of the box, using your inherent creativity that comes from having disabilities and, you know, figuring out how you can do anything that you want to do, maybe in a different way than you, than you have imagined. Um, You know, you always wanted to hike a mountain, but that doesn't seem like something you can do. They make, there are adaptive hiking resources. You want to water ski, but your ankles would not allow you and you don't feel like you could hold on to those water skiing, whatever they're called. You know, there are tools and ways to do anything you want to do. Um, And so I I love this gift. And um, this is a gift that, you know, I like hope and hope that many of you who are listening also appreciate about yourselves. And if it's not something that is your strong suit, then practice, just practice thinking about like, instead of saying no in your first five seconds, nope, can't do that. How, you know, replace the no with the how, of course, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But if you want to, and you're just saying no, because you're scared or because you think that it, you can't, um, try saying how instead. Yeah. I think that's where creativity is not necessarily literal artwork and design and things of that nature. But creativity for me means being a problem solver and disability presents so many opportunities, if we say, instead of problems, but opportunities to become problem solvers just in our very nature, like Wayne said, of those everyday activities um, down to our entire life planning, right? It requires creativity. And so we're always challenged to work that muscle because I, I definitely believe Creativity is is a muscle that we can all continue to build on. All right. Well, next up is the gift of perspective. And this is the big picture for me. Um, Disability presents itself in a way that tells me every day that I should not take anything for granted. That, um, you know, I can lose the ability to walk tomorrow. I could be in pain tomorrow. So perspective for me reminds me to stay in the present moment, to have gratitude for the things that I do have, to understand that we're not guaranteed anything in this life, that our bodies are miracles that can be changed from one day to the next, and that we don't have a guarantee on any of our senses perspective is me being thankful that I can see and that I can hear and that and all of those senses that I do have because I'm tapped into that empathy but we're constantly speaking to people in the disability community that whose bodies are different than yours and mine and so we have that perspective and that empathy and we can listen and imagine what that would be like for us so I, I, I love I love the, the whole perspective side of, of disability we'll be right back Beep, beep, beep. We are interrupting this show to tell you about our podcast with a very special announcement. Hey folks, I hope you're enjoying your podcast, which you're listening to right now. But I would like to tell you about another one. We are Sounds Like Autism. 
produced by Launchpad 516 Studios, which is full of impactful programming. It's the podcast that celebrates neurodiversity by speaking to the people who are helping to create a more inclusive world. I am Dave Thompson. I am an educator and an innovator and a leader within the space of helping the world become a more inclusive place for neurodivergent people as a neurodivergent self-advocate myself. And my co-host, Josh Mursky, is an incredible, hardworking, big-picture dude who is on the autism spectrum and super stoked to spread his message of inclusion along with me. We've had folks on from all over, all walks of life, all over the country, and more. You don't need to be someone who is autistic yourself or have skin in the game. You don't need a family member or a neighbor who is autistic. You probably have one, but you don't need any of that to get stoked on neurodiversity and inclusion. We're confident that if you give us a shot, if you join us on our journey, that you'll be a lifer and you'll be fully invested in this mission. We are just so delighted and honored to have this kind of platform to share with you all what we do check us out i hope you enjoy your current podcast and then after that skedaddle and come right over here to sounds like autism and check us out now back to the show you're tuning in to embrace it with laney and estella brought to you by launchpad 516 studios yeah no i mean i do too i mean this is like the big picture um Mm -hmm. you know having a disability that is a gift of really putting things in perspective it's like you know um when last year you could do something that this year you find it find more challenging, you know, it really helps you to appreciate what you can do in the moment. And, um, you know, I try not to think about the future so much because we don't have control. Anything can happen to any of us. Um, and really, um, just doing what you can to make this moment, the best it can be is, is, you know, as cliched as it sounds is really how, um, I choose to live. Um, because it's, it's not going to do us any good, right. To think about the, what ifs, what if I'm needing a wheelchair? What if I'm needing this? What if I'm needing that? Well, you know, your neighbor next to you who doesn't have disabilities could get into a car accident tomorrow and, and, and be in that wheelchair. So we don't know what's going to happen. All we can do is do our best to, you know, be safe <laughs> and, you know, stay healthy and strong and do what we can in this moment to prepare without, you know, feeling anxious every minute about what's to come. Um, so, yeah, I love that one. All right. So our next gift of, um, of disability, we, we've already touched on a bit when we talked about um, this one, when we talked about humility, but it needs its own little tab here, right? Agreed. So vulnerability is definitely one of the greatest gifts um, that you can get and have from having disabilities. And um, it opens up so many doors and so many better and stronger relationships um, when you are truly you and you aren't pretending to be perfect or to be something different, Um, you know. A lot of us don't have a choice about being vulnerable. Um, Our disabilities are not something that, I mean, are something that people can see, right? So some people like Estella, um, her disabilities are a little bit more obvious. And so she's not, you know, every day, Estella is probably getting the question, what happened to your legs? What's wrong? Are you okay? Were you in an accident? And, you know, her choosing, um, I'm not going to speak for you, Estella, but (laughs) I am, but I'm not, but I am, Um, like... She makes a choice about what she shares 
but she doesn't just being real and being open in general. And I'm not saying you need to tell every stranger your whole life story or diagnosis, but for those in your life that it truly matters and that there are people that do matter sharing your truth. And that includes the struggles, the good and the bad, you know, it makes you a more likable person. And we talked about empathy and, you know, when you share and you share it with not a complaining, like, oh, life sucks, but in a real, like, matter of fact, this is me. I have these challenges and this is what I'm doing about it to be able to join you on that girl's trip or whatever. Right. You know, um, vulnerability is a true, true gift. Yeah. And again, like you said, disability is, is such a catalyst for vulnerability. And it's just a reminder that everybody has stuff. You and I say this all the time. It might not be a disability, but they might have some, you know, some struggle with their job or they might not be happy with their career. You know, everyone has stuff. And when we show that we're not afraid to share our true selves, not just the highlight reel, but the struggles, that gives other people permission to do the same thing. And that is where that real empathy, where that real connection can, can grow in those moments of vulnerability. It feels so much more connected with someone when they tell you about something that they're struggling with, right? Whether or not they're seeking your advice or not, it just makes people real. And that's, that's the, that's the formula for human connection. And that's absolutely, I mean, we all have people on our Facebook feeds and other social media sites that are posting only the good things, only the best photos. They're perfectly touched up. There's not, you know, any sign of any, you know, <laughs> any unpleasantness, any wrinkles, any realness, any um, marital strife, any kids who are annoying, like none of that. They are only posting how awesome their lives seem to be. And, you know, it can feel bad uh, if you are someone who really thinks that that's the reality. Like that is not their reality. Um, you know, when I see someone who, you know, posts something truly vulnerable, the amount of, you know, and I'm not saying that you have to do this on social media. That's not necessarily like the way of being vulnerable for a lot of people. Um, for me, that's how I was pretty vulnerable because I came out as having disabilities because mine are mostly invisible and I showed people what my leg braces look like. And it's incredibly empowering um, to be real and to have people then come out of the woodwork saying, you know what, I have this or I have this and thank you for sharing because now I feel more confident to share. And that's the good stuff, right? Like all the fake social media out there, it's unfortunate that people feel the need to present that because you know, anybody who's smart knows this isn't real life. That's just a, a moment in time that they're posting. You know, what's happening before and after that photo, none of us have any idea what goes on in other people's lives or what their challenges are. But as Estella said, everyone has something. And when you are able to own your something, and if you choose to let other people know your something, it's very empowering. Yeah, I'm giving instructions on how people should treat you, I think, as part of it. Vulnerability also means to me asking for helping my own self-advocate. Because without that vulnerability, I'm not going to be willing to share the things that I need in my life that are going to make me successful and provide those healthy relationships and that healthy career, whatever it is in my life. 
without that vulnerability, without taking the risk of sharing my emotions, my fears, my needs and wants, then there, there's, there's no authentic progress. And it's you a, lose out. Yeah. You're the one who loses out, right? Yeah. If you can't ask others for help and you can't share what you need, if you're not able to say that, then you're the one who loses out because, you know, whether it's a trip that someone's going on or a dinner out or whatever, and, you know, like you being able to attend and do the things in life that are really what make life enjoyable, you have to be able to get over yourself and, Mm -hmm. you know, not worry what this person's going to think, but what you need and how do you think about yourself? Like, that's how you build your support system. I feel like as well, because, you know, like you mentioned going away on a trip. Well, vulnerability means to me is giving my friends a little briefing before we go on a trip. I'm like, here's a heads up on some of the things that I might need during this trip that um, I might struggle with during the trip. This, these are some of the places that might be best for us to go because of this accessibility factor. Like that's a vulnerability too. It's in those everyday communications of I'm not going to feel shame around my disability. I'm going to share exactly what I need and we're going to have the best time ever because of it. Oh my gosh, are we at the 10th gift of disability? We are. We oh, are. yay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Drum roll, please. What is the 10th gift of disability, Estella? It is resilience. It is resilience. I love it. And so, like you said, we never know what's going to happen in life. And, of course, disability is a huge factor of of, of having to be resilient, whether that's physical resilience, emotional resilience, all of the above. Resilience means to me getting the tools and the information I need to get up faster and stronger for the next time and to learn every time I'm knocked off my feet physically and emotionally, take those moments and reevaluate and reflect, why did I fall or why did I have a, a meltdown? What can I do better? What can I be more aware of about you? Yeah, no, I mean, it is truly a gift um, that having a disability, I don't know if I'd be as resilient as I am. Um, You know, I, as many of you um, listening um, who follow Trendable and or who've been listening here know, you know, my mom, um, well, and my dad, but my mom who had uh, Charcot Marie tooth disease like I do, she passed away. Now it's been four years. And had I not myself had shark and tooth and dealt with losses through that over the years of mourning what I could do before I wore braces, mourning what I could wear and all of that. And then all that comes with having disabilities, you know, the worries, the fears and getting through each fall, all of that, I think helped me to become a resilient person. And in life, shit happens. People die people's money situation changes, people's family situation changes. Look, my, you know, my daughter doesn't want to be called her name Zoe. She's now a transgendered boy who wants to be called Will. That took resilience on my part to deal with that and to cope. And that's a whole different episode. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, like it's not easy in life to just pick up and continue on. Everybody feels bad. It can suck. You have to feel the pain because 
Otherwise, blowing it over, it'll come back at you in a different way down the road. Um, But once you feel it and truly then learn to accept whatever it is your, your loss is, then just pick yourself up and move forward. And that might mean just making coffee and getting out of bed. It might be going out for a five-minute walk. Whatever it is, whatever is your way of moving through it, you know, just you have to keep moving forward, you know, and it's um, resilience is not linear. It's not like, oh, I'm good. Woohoo. Like, you know, and talking about my child as an example, like, or my mom, it was Mother's Day recently. And that's not an easy time when you've lost a parent and you've lost your mom to see everybody else's moms posted. It, It hurts. I miss my mom. But so it's not like, it's like, oh, I'm good with that. Woo, bring it on. Show me every mom's picture. You know, it hurts, but acknowledging the pain, right? It sucks. It hurts, but there's nothing I can do to change my situation. All I can do is get through it. Maybe limit the Facebook on the days that it's a holiday that would be hard to see. Um, limit daughter's day. <laughs> That's another one. Yeah. You know, oh gosh, there's so many dumb days, right? Like, I need to get rid of all these days. Like, okay, point is, is that <laughs> I'm pretty experienced in loss and having a disability hat myself has helped me to better cope with all of the losses that I've experienced and will continue to in life because that's life. Yeah, Yeah, I think disability provides like this framework if we're really aware and and try and become self-conscious during those times of resilience of what it takes for me to get to a better place, whether that's, you know, divorce or surgery or like the loss of a friendship or relationship you know, having that reference point of, okay, I've been in difficult situations before. I've gotten through them before. What were the things that I did that helped? And maybe I can reference those again to get me through this, even though Mm -hmm. it's not the same situation, but it involves the same emotions, right? Maybe loss or anger or vulnerability. And I think resilience really encompasses all of the other emotions that, uh, all of the other gifts that we've we've discussed today, you know, part of resilience also is patience. Like Lainey touched upon, you know, being patient with ourselves to understand that there's, it's not linear, that it's a process, like stages of grief or other, other areas of our lives. And you know what? I think that is so true. So resilience, I'm so glad that it's last on this list Mm -hmm. because I agree as I read through, you know, all of them, patience, empathy, kindness, humor, community, humility, creativity, perspective, really, those are all gifts of disability that we can picture, you know, opening, right? But the wrapping paper, you know, the outside, the end, the the bow on top is the ability to get through it. Mm -hmm. Using all of the tools and gifts you have from having a disability, um, true resilience is just moving forward. You know, it's how you choose to use it that matters. And if you choose to use it and we, and we love that you're listening because listening to this podcast and other feel good tips, positivity, that is a sign of someone who has the gift of resilience. Like it really is because you wouldn't be listening unless you, you you wouldn't be listening and here right now with us if you weren't a resilient person with many gifts from disability, you just wouldn't, you'd be like, 
I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And you're trying to grow and um, we're with you growing. Yeah, we are always, you know, learning ourselves. And I, I, that's kind of one of the points that I want to do touch upon for resilience is having those teachers and those mentors that improve on all of these gaps and show us how to be more resilient, show us how to be more vulnerable. Like, you know, there are specific experts in each of these fields that we can like literally just Google search podcasts, YouTube channels, things of that nature to really fine tune each and every one of these gifts. If it's one that we feel we could, you know, use some improvement upon. Um, yeah, having those mentors and teachers, is huge for me. I never want to stop learning. I'm always just fascinated about putting myself in a situation where I'm forced to look at things differently and it can be re-examined. Things. And that's what we want to do with disability. We want people to re-examine their stigmas around it. We want society to re-examine their priorities and work with people with disabilities to find those creative solutions. So once we have all of these in a, in a good place, then we're able to really be the best advocate for the disability community, not just ourselves, but now we have a strong foundation that we can help make change for everyone. Absolutely. So thank you all for listening. I really liked this episode because I feel like it serves as like almost therapy um, Mm. to remind ourselves of all the gifts that we have and that we are lucky to have. Um, I love it. So thanks everyone so much for listening. And um, if you haven't already, please be sure to pass it on to this podcast on to someone you might know who, who would benefit and pay it forward. Subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a review. We would love to um, hear from you, know what you think. And um, we are just happy to have you part of our community, one of the disability gifts. So thank you. And tag us. If you have another gift that that you think we could add to this list, uh, tag us on Instagram or Facebook and let us know and we'll share it. And uh, we'll add it to our our growing list here for everyone else to, to learn from. So thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, Embracers. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Embracer podcast. Brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios, executive produced by George Andriopoulos, and hosted by Lainey Ishbia and Estella Lugo. Our music and sound effects are licensed through Epidemic Sound. Embracer is hosted with Buzzsprout. Do you have a disability-related topic you'd love for us to feature? Or could someone you know be a fabulous guest on our show? We would love to hear your comments and feature them on our next podcast. So leave us a voicemail or you can even send us a text to 631-517-0066. Make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Follow us at embraceit underscore podcast on Instagram. And make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. We hope you join us next time and continue to embrace it.